The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericahealth.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to Transformational Healing with your host, Dr. Bonnie Morrow. There are a variety of techniques for hands-on healing that can help you move closer to your vision of good health. In our program, we discuss both the business and science of dealing with different aspects of the healthy community with specialists in various energy practices. Now, here is Dr. Bonnie Morrow. Hi, welcome to Transformational Healing. We're glad you're with us today. Today, we have a special guest, and her name is Linda Smith. Linda, can you tell me, you've got lots of, uh, <laughs> you have lots of, of initials after your name. Can you tell us what they mean? Uh, it just means that I have been around the earth a long time. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I see. Okay. Well, RN is a nurse. Right. What's, I have a Master's of Science in um, Nursing. Um, I'm a board-certified holistic nurse. I have, let's see, I am certified in Healing Touch, in Healing Touch Spiritual Ministry, and I'm a certified clinical aromatherapist. Wow. Okay. That all makes sense. You you did that so well. You know all that stuff, huh? <laughs> <laughs> okay. Linda. Let's talk today about the essential oils, and I know that you've written lots of books, so can you tell us a little bit about your books, the e-books, what sure. is um, the essential oils, and so forth? Well, first of all, let me just back up to give you some idea of why I even got into aromatherapy. I, um, I was a healthcare administrator for many, many years. And um, it was when I was directing a hospice that someone introduced me to the work of Healing Touch. And it changed my life completely. And within two years, I had left uh, traditional health care and moved into um, complementary health care, providing Healing Touch. And eventually became the administrator for the Healing Touch program. And eventually from there, developed my own program called Healing Touch Spiritual Ministry, which is more of a Christian approach to energy healing. It was uh, when I was doing that work, I had written a book and I had, um, I had teachers teaching all around the country when an, an, one of my peers said to me, I don't think you're doing enough in your program, and which kind of caught my attention. It's like, well, what do you mean I'm not doing enough? She said, well, furthermore, if you knew your scriptures. And I thought, oh, the audacity of this woman. <laughs> and she said, you would also be anointing. And I went, oh. Oh, I said, excuse me, but what does olive oil have to do with healing? And she said, well, Linda, they, the early Christians were not anointing with olive oil. 
they were not anointing with their cooking oil or with uh, uh, their lamp oil. They were using the known healing oils of their day, which led me to my own investigation and my own realization that that was the missing piece of in our Healing Touch Spiritual Ministry program because I was concentrating on how the early Christians had healed through prayer and through laying on of hands. And what she pointed out to me was that the directive was to go out to heal and anoint. And they were not anointing with cooking oil. They were anointing with oils like frankincense and myrrh and cedarwood and, and dozens of others, whatever was available to them. And so it, from there, I ended up writing a book, and the book is called Healing Oils, Healing Hands, which is available on Amazon and other places like that. Um, but what I tried to do in, in that book was to establish how, uh, the, uh, how people from various different cultures and various different stages of, of humanity's development were using the known natural healing substances of the earth, and they were doing it as a spiritual experience. They were, you know, because they saw uh, spirituality and healing as one and the same thing. And so by adding oils into that, it's, it's, it's how they put together spirituality and substances of the earth. And so that book kind of laid the groundwork for why I was bringing anointing into um, our program. And it was only a half a step from that that students began to say to me, well, teach us more about these oils. And you know what? I I said to myself, I don't know anymore. So what I did was I went and got my certification in clinical aromatherapy, taught by a medical physician in the Denver area. And at the end of which he said to me, I don't understand why you took this course. And I said, well, because I needed those initials after my name. (laughs) And he said, well, you obviously know more about the oils than I do. And I thought, you're right. I think I do. (laughs) And he said, you should be teaching a certification in clinical aromatherapy program. And that's when the light bulb went off. And I went, yes, that's the next step of what I'm supposed to develop. Now, I'm very good at curriculum development, so that's sort of like falling off a log for me to put together um, a curriculum for a workshop or for a whole certification program. It's, I, I can't tell you how I know how to do that. I have just, I just discovered it's easy for me to do. Great. So I, I found out what it would take. I got ourselves approved as a school of aromatherapy through the National Association holistic aromatherapy, and eventually through uh, several other organizations, and we began teaching courses throughout the United States, and it was uh, through the institute that I had created, the Institute of Spiritual Healing and Aromatherapy, so we had two major certification programs, one on Healing Touch Spiritual Ministry, which was primarily about prayer and laying out of hands with anointing. And then we had our certification in clinical aromatherapy program. I have uh, since passed the baton on to uh, one of my uh, key instructors in the spiritual ministry program. Uh, That would be Margaret Leslie, who is the new director and owner of the Institute. And I am 
uh, and I'm putting this in quotation marks, retiring. <laughs> I'm not, not quite sure what that word really means, but retiring to other adventures. And I'm now primarily um, doing consulting work in aromatherapy. I'm consulting with institutions and with individuals, and I am um, uh, doing a teleseminar series for those who are interested in continuing their education in aromatherapy. Great, great. I would like to take that one, Linda, and when we get offline, I'll get more information from you on that. Okay. How, okay. How many books have you written? Um, four. Uh, three of them are in print. One I've taken off, um, and the reason why I took that one off is because I replaced it with 35 e-books. <laughs> And so I'm a prolific writer when it comes to electronic books now. But the three books that I have in print, um, two of them are in the spiritual ministry program. As, as one of them is called uh, um, called Into Healing, Rediscovering Our um, What's that called? This Rediscovering um, Our Healing Touch, um, and then. There's a companion book that goes along that one, with that one called Following Your Path, Following Your Healing Path. And I wrote that one, I co-wrote that one with a um, Lutheran minister. And then the book that is in the aromatherapy uh, program is Healing Oils, Healing Hands. And the uniqueness about the education that we put together is that every aromatherapy program, certification program in the world is based in massage therapy. Ours is not. And that's because I'm not a massage therapist. I'm an energy healer. And what I have discovered is that aromatherapy primarily affects your energetic field. And, of course, the energetic field is not just beginning at your skin and moving out. It's all the way through the physical body. And so if you want to affect the physical body, you got to get the the oils into the energy field, and so it's for me it was just a, a natural for us to put together an aromatherapy program that uh, brought in energetic healing. So when we teach students in our program about assessment and uh, working with clients, we're not basing it in massage. We're basing it in energy healing and teaching them actual uh, healing techniques in which they can marry with the aromatherapy. That's that's wonderful program. And I've always admired you, Linda, with your capabilities. And you're right. Boy, you can put it out there <laughs> with a book <laughs> or a class. And I've, I've always admired you with it, about that. Well, you know, it's interesting. I didn't know I had those abilities. And it was when I was uh, working for Healing Touch, working for Janet Menken, who was the founder of, of Healing Touch, that she said to me one day, you need to find your unique gift and talent. And she said, it's not mine. And I said, well, what do you mean? She said, she said, you have to find what your unique contribution is going to be. She said, mine is Healing Touch. She said, you find yours. And of course, that I, I was just dumbfounded by that because I thought, well, I don't have any unique talents. And, uh, and 
uh, people were, uh, you know, at that stage we were saying people need to be writing about this work, Healing Touch. It needs to go out into the world. And I would say to people, yes, don't you want to write a book? And people would say, no, I, I, no, I don't have the time or I'm too busy or no, I'm not gifted and all this. And finally I thought, well, heck, if I can't find anybody else to write a book, maybe I should take a stab at it. And that's when I wrote my first book uh, called Into Healing. And uh, the whole premise of that book is that we are each called, called spiritually to heal ourselves and to heal one another. And I can remember when I, you know, I got, I wrote my manuscript for my book and somebody advised me to um, go and get an editor. So I found an editor. And when I, I delivered my manuscript, I was so proud of it. It was like three inches thick. And, and uh, when she handed it back to me, she said, now, dearie, we all go through this. And I said, what do you mean? She said, I've made a few corrections. Oh. When I opened the manuscript, there was more red ink than there was black ink on the page. And I remember the tears starting to roll down. And she said, now, dear, you're going to go home and you're going to rewrite this book and bring it back to me. <laughs> so it took me three months to rewrite it. And, After you uh, got over be- and your feelings was- being hurt? Huh? And there were much fewer uh, remarks the second time around. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. That's great. Okay, uh, Linda, let's take a quick break, and we'll be back in about a minute. Okay. All righty, thanks. A fresh look at today's health. Voice America Health & Wellness. Dr. Bonnie Morrow's passion is to make healing available in every home around the world. You can find out more about Healing Touch classes available wherever you are. Dr. Bonnie is here to share her knowledge and expertise in energy medicine as both a teacher and facilitator. To use Healing Touch for those you love, contact Healing Touch Texas for a class schedule. You can contact Dr. Bonnie via email at HealingTouchTX at AOL.com or visit the website at transformational-healing.org. Can grief be good for you? Absolutely. It gets your attention, helping you evaluate your choices and relationships. Your losses define who you are. Tune in each week for Good Grief with host Cheryl Jones. Our show features those who have made incredible transformations by grieving their losses. You'll learn how to find your courage and strength. You'll discover the important things in your life and how to let go of things that are less important. Good Grief airs live Wednesdays at 2 p.m. Pacific Time, 5 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Health & Wellness. Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. You are listening to Transformational Healing. To reach Dr. Bonnie Morrow or her guest today, please call in to 1-866-472-5792. That's 1-866-472-5792. You may also send an email to healingtouchtx at aol.com. Now, back to Transformational Healing. 
Hi, welcome back to Transformational Healing. This is Bonnie Morrow, and today we our guest is Linda Smith. And Linda, before the break, you were talking about uh, the Spiritual Ministries program. Can you give us some more on that? Sure. Um, uh, let's do a little bit of history here. Um, I was the first administrator for the Healing Touch program, and that was in the early 90s. And I actually worked closely with Janet Macon for about five years. She is the founder of Healing Touch. And uh, I began to notice as I taught classes on weekends that students would come to me and they would usually whisper, gee, tell me, how do I talk to my minister about this stuff? Or they would say, how does this stuff fit with my faith? And at first I would just answer from my own experience and, but after a while, I began to see a pattern, and that this was like every weekend somebody was asking me this. Finally, I said, well, what are you asking me for? And they said, oh, because you're more spiritual in how you present the work. And I, I, I just about swallowed my tongue. I thought, oh, my gosh, I'm supposed to be teaching this curriculum of Janet the way she wants it taught. What am I doing that's not correct? And then I had this aha experience, yes. Every teacher brings their background with them. And part of my background that I didn't mention was the fact that I had, quote-unquote, retired from being a Catholic nun after 27 years. And so I was steeped in ministry, steeped in spirituality. And so when I looked at energy healing, to me, this was nothing but pure and simple spiritual healing. And so that's how I really presented the, the work. And so I sat down with Janet, and I said, Janet, you know, if we could just tweak the language a bit more, this would go over really well in churches. And her answer was no, that this was a nursing clinical program. It should be taught from a clinical perspective. I said, fine. And, of course, I became more risque in how I taught the program. And another year goes by, and now this time she sits me down, and she says, uh, enough people have said the same thing to me that I have decided that you're going to start a new division for the Healing Touch program, and I'm going to call it um, Healing Touch Spiritual Ministry. Now, can you live with that? And I went, <laughs> uh, okay. She said, now, uh, I'm going to have to replace you here in the office because you're not going to have time to do all of this uh, this development. So basically... Uh, I, I was suddenly out of a job, and it was sort of like sink or swim to create this Healing Touch Spiritual Ministry program. So very quickly, I you know, discovered that I had this ability to develop curriculum that I didn't know I had, and I developed a curriculum for a one-day workshop called Introduction to Healing Ministry. So what that eight-hour class does is it sort of helps people who are coming from various different Christian traditions to relate to their own history because every denomination has a history of healing. It may be way, way, way back and it may have been forgotten in the present day, but it is there. And so uh, my first degree actually was in history, so it was very easy for me to uh, to do historical research. And so I put together a 
one one day class that told our story of healing, and then it was the te- technique that we introduced was the simple form of laying on of hands, and people could relate to that. And of course, what we do is we create a very safe environment for people to actually touch one another in a healing way. And then from there, we took um, the healing touch classes, uh, their level one and level two, and kind of reframed, reframed them into more of a Christian approach or Christian languaging, and it was going over very, very well. Eventually, we did go ahead and develop a whole certification program, and so we became a sister program to the Healing Touch program, and it now has its own certification, and the certification is a subsidiary board under the Healing Touch uh, board certification board. So that's, that's how that all does. You know, you cannot really just, like, certify yourself. So you need an outside body to be able to review the work, review the curriculum, and approve it. So that's the outside body that, that we use for certification. I did not know that. <laughs> so, I have learned something today, and mm-hmm. I did not know that Janet was the impetus to... Oh, yes, it was her idea, and she's the one who named the program. <laughs> she kind of uh, kicked you through the goalposts of life, didn't she? Uh, exactly. You know, and it's called Sink or Swim because at one point she said, you know, um, I don't want to drain money out of your program for my other pet projects, so therefore you're on your own. She, she kicked me out of the nest. And when yeah. she did, I had no infrastructure, I had no computer, I had no secretary, I had $200 to my name, <laughs> and you know what? God provided. And that program has now touched the lives of, gee, countless thousands of people all across the United States, uh, Europe, um, and the island of Trinidad, uh, South Africa, India, so it's wherever our instructors have taken the work. Great, great. So how many students have, have gone through the HTSM program? Do you have any idea? Um, I don't have a really good idea of that, but it's at least 10,000. Oh, wow. That's uh, great. It, it, and, and But I, you know, like I said, I don't have a good count on that. And uh, uh, I've turned the whole program over to Margaret Leslie, uh, out of Tennessee. She might be someone you may want to uh, interview at a future time as well. But um, they, they are taking the program to the next step because, you know, basically I, I developed this program 18 years ago and have given it my all, and it's, it's time for somebody else to take up the reign of uh, leadership and move it to the next step. And what's your last name? Uh, Margaret Leslie, L-E-S-L-I-E. Okay. And um, people can find out about the Healing Touch Spiritual Ministry Program if they go to the website, and that's www.isha, the word healing, dot com. So it's I-S-H-A healing, dot com. All righty. Thank you for that. And I will contact Margaret um, mm-hmm. So, 
All righty. So let's, would you like to talk about essential oils in the healthcare setting or in healing practice? We'll, well, we'll cover both. Healing, but which would you like in to healing go? practice first, and then we can talk about uh, healthcare settings. Sounds good. Okay. Um, aromatherapy, um, okay, uh, actually it's a misnomer name. Um, we're kind of stuck with this name, but uh, it's not really a name that, that is descriptive of what we do as clinical aromatherapists. Um, aromatherapy, the term, was coined by a Frenchman uh, at the turn of the 20th century, and aromatherapy, and, and it's because of the fragrance. He came out of the fragrance or the perfume industry. He was a chemist, and there was an explosion in his laboratory. His name was um, um, René uh, uh, Gattafosse. Um, and he was burned all over his body. And for some reason, we don't know why, he used lavender oil, which he would have had as a uh, perfumist, and he healed his burns. And that caught his attention. So he had friends at the uh, medical school, and he was able to convince them to put in the study of these essential oils as a medical specialty in medical school. So it started out in France as a medical model, a medical specialty that doctors had to study in order to use essential oils in their practice. So it was not a case of using these oils in place of pharmaceutical drugs. It was another alternative. So they could use essential oils if they had, if they had this medical specialty, or they could use uh, pharmaceuticals, or they could use a combination of the two. So in France to this very day, it is a medical specialty, and you cannot purchase um, uh, quality, genuine essential oils in France without a doctor's prescription. You can get all the perfume you want. You can walk down the streets of Paris, and it's waffling out every door, but you cannot buy... Um, what I call medicinal quality or medicinal grade oils in France without a doctor's prescription. Okay, that's so interesting. So it is very interesting because that's we. There is another model or another approach, and that is the British or English model. Um, now, what happened was there was a woman who was a nurse, a Swiss nurse, who went and studied with the French doctors about these essential oils, but because she was not a doctor. She could not practice using essential oils in France. So not to be undone, she just went across the English Channel, opened up a spa in the 1950s in London. Now, who would have the money to come to a spa? The wealthy. And so her clientele were wealthy people. Who came to study with this woman? Massage therapist. And so the approach in England has always been coming out of a self-help modality or self-help way of approaching the use of essential oils, and they base it in massage. So you have the French model, which is medical model, and then you have the British model, which is self-help model. Okay. Uh, Linda, tell uh-huh. me why is it called essential 
oils. Is that just a name? No, no. It's the component of the plant that is absolutely essential. So it's like the lifeblood of the plant. And, you know, if you removed the essential oil from the plant, the plant would die. So all living substances have um, uh, that, that essential uh, lifeblood, like in our bodies. Our lifeblood is our blood, and it carries oxygen and carries nutrients to every cell in our body. Well, the essential oil in the plant is carrying nutrients to every part of that plant. And so without it, it would die. So they call it the essential oil. And now, there's a very different ways that you can get the oil out of a plant. The most likely way is steam distillation. But steam distillation is um, it's an art. Uh, you've got to know your plant because not all plants are the same. Some plants will give up their essential oil very easily, and you can get a large quantity. Other plants, you, you've got to know that plant. It may take tons and tons of plant material to get maybe a quarter of a cup of oil. It takes 2,000 pounds of rose petals to create a fourth of a cup of rose oil. That's why rose oil is the most expensive of all the oils. Okay, whereas other oils like lavender, lavender, um, I don't know how much tonnage it takes to create oils but, uh, with lavender, but you do get a much larger quantity, and it's not nearly as expensive yes. as uh, uh, rose oil. Uh, hmm? Linda, let's take a quick break. Okay. Opinions, options, answers. Voice America Health and Wellness. Dr. Bonnie Morrow's passion is to make healing available in every home around the world. You can find out more about healing touch classes available wherever you are. Dr. Bonnie is here to share her knowledge and expertise in energy medicine as both a teacher and facilitator. To use Healing Touch for those you love, contact Healing Touch Texas for a class schedule. You can contact Dr. Bonnie via email at HealingTouchTX at AOL.com or visit the website at transformational-healing.org. Tune in every Tuesday for C. diff, spores, and more with hosts Nancy Karala and Dr. Chandra Bali Ghosh. Our program is to provide information about C. diff, healthcare-associated infections, and more. Nancy is a C. diff survivor, healthcare professional, and the founder and executive director of the C. diff Foundation. And Dr. Ghosh is the chairperson of research and development for the C. diff Foundation. Together with their guests, we'll explore infection prevention, treatments, environmental safety, and more. Listen every Tuesday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific, on Voice America Health & Wellness. We're making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network live wherever you go on iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android. Download it from the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. You are listening to Transformational Healing. To reach Dr. Bonnie Morrow or her guest today, please call in to 1-866-472-5792. 
That's 1-866-472-5792. You may also send an email to HealingTouchTX at AOL.com. Now, back to Transformational Healing. Hi, and welcome back. This is Bonnie Morrow, and I'm glad that you're with us today. Our guest is Linda Smith, and if you've been listening, you'll know how much knowledge she has to give our listeners. And if you haven't, well, now's your time. Okay, Linda. Mm-hmm. Um, would you like to talk about integrating energy healing and aromatherapy in a heal? No, 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 in the healthcare setting. In a healthcare setting, okay. Sure. Um, well, you know, it's very interesting. Um, who is in the driver's seat is actually the public. And as the public are beginning to say to um, their healthcare providers, what about these essential oils? What we're finding is that uh, many physicians and many healthcare providers are beginning to explore um, how can we offer essential oils. One of the driving forces is the fact that, you know, we have, uh, through overuse of antibiotics, we have created a race of superbugs in which we have no antibiotics that will fight them. And, you know, we're seeing that with Ebola. We're seeing that with um, uh, C. diff, with many of the really potent um, infections that are, uh, are rampant. And, of course, the one of the biggest problems is infections in hospitals. And... Um, what we, what a lot of people are beginning to discover is that many of these essential oils are extremely potent and that they have properties that will support your immune system while you are fighting off infections. Now, I cannot tell you any longer that these essential oils are antibacterial, antiviral, and antifungal, even though the research is there to prove it, is that the federal uh, FDA has decided that those terms can only be applied now to pharmaceutical drugs. So we cannot use those terms in describing our essential oils, even though we have plenty of research to show that they have those properties. So instead, I can tell you that these essential oils will protect your respiratory system, your digestive system, They'll re- they will support your immune system while you are fighting off these de- very dangerous bugs. And so uh, with people being in the driving seat, uh, healthcare is starting to pay attention. And there, but there, there really is there's a whole strategy that I try to uh, teach people on how do you get healthcare providers to even listen to you. Uh, you just don't call them up and say, hey, I think I have the answer to all of your infection problems or I think I have the answer to all of your whatever problem in, in your institution. They're going to uh, hang up on you. And so what you have to do is do your homework. Um, you, you've got to know what problems that in particular institution may be experiencing. How are you going to find that out? Well, you're going to have to do some groundwork. Uh, if you're from, coming from the outside of that institution, in other words, you don't, have, you don't work for them and you're just a person in the community, 
that presents a, a real challenge of how do you even get that appointment. Whereas somebody else who has who actually works at a healthcare institution, they have a totally different set of challenges. So what I try to show people is that um, there's a certain amount of groundwork that you have to do, a certain amount of research that you have to do in order to be able to present your case. And you do it in such a way that uh, this healthcare management uh, team that you're going to talk to will actually pay attention to the solutions that you are bringing. And so what you can do is you can certainly talk about the highest quality oils available. You, you certainly don't want to uh, advise that they go to the health food store and buy essential oils because health food stores, by law, are not really allowed to, to sell you medicinal-grade or medicinal-quality oils. So what you find in health food stores is not the real gem. So you, that's definitely not where you want to go. So you want to have, you have to investigate. You want to find a company that can guarantee you from seed to seal the quality of essential oil. Okay? Why? Because the last thing you want is to recommend uh, XYZ lavender oil that's good for burns and they apply it in the emergency room and it, it causes a problem because it's a, an inferior um, um, lavender that's been cut with lavender. Lavender has got a, an offending molecule in it called camphor and it will burn like fire. Whereas la- true lavender has no camphor in it and so therefore it, it actually is healing for burns. So there's a lot of uh, things like that that you would want to um, bring to um, your presentation and you would want to um, be passionate about the oils. You, would want, you wouldn't want to talk about too many oils, just a few because the information would, would be overwhelming. You want to identify uh, two or three problems, no more, that, that this particular institution is experiencing. So like if you go, say, to a local nursing home and you, wanna, you decide that you want to talk to them about sleep and how these essential oils can aid sleep, and yet that's not a problem in that particular institution, they're going to think, well, that's nice, but, you know, we're not interested. Whereas maybe they have a problem with odor and you find out that they have that problem with odor and you address that problem, you're going to get their attention. So you have to address your concerns with the actual problems that they may be experiencing. So you don't go unprepared. You don't talk about various different companies and compare them. Um, you don't make small talk, and you don't try to, like, sign up that institution for a particular company. And so what you are going to be doing is you're going to be asking, uh, you want to be leaving information, and you want to be doing some follow-up with them, uh, getting them um, more information, more videos. Um, you want to make sure that they understand why uh, genuine essential oils are the key and that um, you want a company that has their hand in um, everything from growing the plants to distilling the plants to bottling. You want somebody who can manage the um, 
the, the, the security of making sure that these oils are genuine and that they do pass all the testing to qualify them as genuine, the genuine real article. That's great to know, Linda. That's, that's important information. Well, and, um, I developed a whole teleseminar series last fall, and we had hundreds of people who were on that call, on those calls, and then I wrote um, a whole study book, a whole ebook, and um, um, slide presentation. And so that is available up on my website if people are interested. Um, they would just go to my shopping cart and then go to um, uh, home study program, and the whole program is, is right there for people. And my website is called www.essentialoilsconsulting.com, essentialoilsconsulting.com, and then just go to the uh, shopping cart. Okay. Linda, I have a, a question for you, and it's... Um if you don't want to answer it, you know, it's, it's okay. But you seem to be of the mind to help others, like with your spiritual ministries program and your aromatherapy. You seem to be willing to give it away. Yes. Mm-hmm. Can you talk about that a minute? Yes. Well... <laughs> Uh, I feel that we are all here on this earth to help one another. And if you're, if you're only in this for what are you going to get out of it, you're not going to be successful at all. I have found in my life that the more I give it away, the more I receive. And so I tell people, you know, when they ask me, well, you know, oh, gee, may I have permission to copy or te- may I have permission to teach this technique to somebody else? My answer is, of course you of course, give it away. Don't hold on to it because the more you hold on to it, what you're really saying is, this is mine and you can't have it. Expert and you have to draw upon me, you know, in order to do this. And you know what? It will die with you. The more you give it away, the more you will be remembered too. Would you repeat that for our listeners, Linda? I said, the more you give it away, the more you will be remembered. So be generous. Be generous. We are, we are all here on this earth to help each other. Thank you for that. That's important. Mm-hmm. Probably more important than everything else we've talked about today. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All righty. Um, let me see. What else would our listeners like to know? Well, I'd so, like to talk more about how essential oils really work in the subtle anatomy in our biofield. Please, the, go for it. Okay. First of all, essential oils, when they have been properly distilled, carry very high vibrational frequencies. In other words, they are living substances. They are not inert substances created in the laboratory. You know, when we create perfumes in the laboratory, uh, they're made with inert substances, and they are dead. They have no life force in them. But a true, genuine, essential oil is a living substance. 
It's made up of hundreds, if not thousands, of different chemical compounds found in nature. And found in nature means that they're made up of molecules that are actually moving. And anything that moves will create a vibrational frequency. Ah, have human bodies. We are, we are a mass of living cells that are moving. We create vibrational frequencies. So if, the, if our physical body has a particular frequency to it, and then we take an essential oil and we apply it to the soles of the feet or to the hands and the brow, or we brush it through our energy field, the vibrational frequency of that essential oil will balance and bring into harmony the field within us. So it, it works in concert right along with what you and I know how to do in healing touch. So it, it's an aid, actually, to those who are energy therapists to help the field not only to balance quickly, but to hold longer. So for me, it's like when I finally discovered that, it was like everything I'd ever learned in healing touch came full circle. And it was like this is, this is something that will help us as energy therapists to be better at what it is that we do for other people. Right. So this, Linda, uh-huh. can you hold your thought and we'll come right back to it? Sure. All righty. A healthy dialogue for your lifestyle. Voice America Health & Wellness. Dr. Bonnie Morrow's passion is to make healing available in every home around the world. You can find out more about Healing Touch classes available wherever you are. Dr. Bonnie is here to share her knowledge and expertise in energy medicine as both a teacher and facilitator. To use Healing Touch for those you love, contact Healing Touch Texas for a class schedule. You can contact Dr. Bonnie via email at HealingTouchTX at AOL.com or visit the website at transformational-healing.org. Fitness is important to keep your body in tip-top shape now and aging gracefully for the future. The Fitness Momentum Show with Coach Michael Merlino is designed to be your guide to fitness and running, whether you're a beginner or ready to run your next marathon. By paying attention to and following the tips offered by Michael and his guests, you'll be able to essentially be your own trainer. Get the most out of your fitness regimen and tune in every Friday at noon Eastern Time, 9 a.m. Pacific Time on Voice America Health & Wellness. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. You are listening to Transformational Healing. To reach Dr. Bonnie Morrow or her guest today, please call in to 1-866-472-5792. That's 1-866-472-5792. You may also send an email to HealingTouchTX at AOL.com. Now, back to Transformational Healing. Hi, welcome back. This is Dr. Bonnie Morrow. And you are listening to Transformational 
Healy, and our guest today is Linda Smith. Um, Linda has been talking about the essential oils and how to integrate those into the healing practice and the healthcare setting. And Linda, uh, we are on our fa- final segment. Mm-hmm. And what would you like our listeners to know? Well, let's see. Um, I, I would say that if you're interested at all in finding out about essential oils, a great way to do that would be through the ISHA um, Certification in Clinical Aromatherapy Program. And you can certainly find out uh, what their schedule of classes by going to uh, ishahealing.com and finding out, um, you know, what they might have to offer. I would also say that, um, you know, you're welcome to email me. I love getting emails, and I answer emails. Uh, you can email me, Linda Smith, at essentialoilsconsulting.com. Um, I think it's important that you do your research on finding the best quality essential oils. I did my research, and I have bought oils from many different companies, and I will tell you that most of them are crap. Um, they are, I mean, you can, you can certainly smell uh, the chemistry that's been put into some of these oils, and they are not the ones that I would ever use on my body, much less use them in our classes. And so in our classes, we only use oils from um, one company that I totally trust. And I've made the, the extra mile to go and um, participate in distillation. I have gone to the fields of uh, both in North America and in South America. I haven't gotten to fields in France yet, but that's on my list of things to do in the future. Uh, you, you really want to check out the company and make sure that that is the one that you want to get your oils from. And as I said, you know, for me... You want a company that can guarantee you from seed all the way to the seal on the body, the quality that's in that bottle. Or else, uh, if you buy Linda, this stuff, it, it won't work. Linda, you said you checked them out. How mm-hmm. did you do that? I went to their fields. I went to their farms. I went to their distilleries, and I asked for their quality assurance. I went to their chemistry labs, and I talked to the chemists who, who do the testing. And so uh, I, I can't tell you of any other company that owns everything. Um, uh, most of your companies will sell you oils that they purchase from what they call the middleman. And the middleman is the broker. And the broker says, oh, yes, these are genuine oils, and they just take their word for it. Well, I'm not into taking the word of any broker. I want a company that will, uh, if they have to buy through a broker, that they will have them independently tested to make sure that they meet all the specifications as set down by the French. It is the French who set all the standards for essential oils. That's interesting. And the French doctors still, you have to be certified? You, in- have, to, you have to have done a medical specialty in France in order to... Um, prescribe essential oils. Uh, one of my teachers was Dr. Daniel Penwell, who is a French doctor who 
uh, taught a number of uh, classes over here in the U.S., and I have actually sent uh, clients to him in France. And he, you know, he writes prescriptions um, to the pharmacy, and they mix up, you know, the blends that he wants them to have. Interesting. Mm-hmm. But we don't have that here, so you have to go no. to an aromatherapist. Well, here in the United States, it's considered uh, self-help. Um, aromatherapy didn't come to the United States or to Australia, where I also teach, uh, until 1980. And so it's fairly new here in, in North America, as well as Australia. And it came basically through English-speaking people. Most people in the United States don't speak or write French. Uh, I know I don't. And so what, what's the resources that we have to teach us? And that is books written by the, the British. And those books are written from a self-help perspective. Um, they're written from a perspective of diluting the oils and massaging the whole body. And the uh, thing is, I was introduced to essential oils primarily through a French model. And the French model says you get the oils into the body any which way you can. You can dilute them to massage the body. You can use them undiluted on the body, and you can inhale them, and you can take them internally. Now, here in the United States, none of of us can recommend um, internal use of essential oils because our liability insurance will not cover that. However, many of these essential oils are considered grass, G-R-A-S, and what that means is generally regarded as safe by the FDA, meaning that they could be used as food additives. Okay, so uh, stop and think. Orange oil. Orange is delicious. The oil is not coming from the fruit. It's coming from the rind on the fruit. Okay, and it has to be cold-pressed, cold-pressed, not steam-distilled. And so you're getting the, you know, like if you take a fresh orange and you break it open, it sprays. Well, that spray is, the, is actually the, uh, coming from the rind, and that's the oil that's found in the rind. So uh, if I can eat an orange and I'm you know, not poisoned by eating an orange or by uh, licking the oil off the rind, then there's no reason why I can't take orange oil and put it on my tongue. So there's, there's, there is one thing about prescribing, which I cannot do, and then there's another thing about using some common sense as well. Linda, what is your favorite essential oil? Everybody asks me that, and my favorite is peppermint. I can use peppermint oil for my, to support my respiratory system, my digestive system, and my muscular skeletal system. It's great for muscle spasms. It's great for any kind of digestive upset. It is great for opening my sinuses. So it's, it is my go-to oil for just about everything. Thank you. Thank you for sharing that with us. <clears throat> I have a bottle of frankincense in my desk drawer. Oh, my second but, favorite. <laughs> yeah, and I, I do love it. It's really oh, neat. Yes, yes. And I am not, I will be proficient in oils when I take your course, but until that time, I'm not. So uh-huh. I just kind of 
<laughs> sniff them, and the one that I like when I sniff it's the one I use. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so, Linda, we are we're coming to a close. Is there one more thing you'd like our listeners to know before we go? Well, actually, I'm going to be doing a keynote speech for um, uh, an event in, let's see, in April, April uh, 24, 25, and it's in Philadelphia. It's called the RISE event, R-I-S-E, and you can find out about it at www.healthywealthyandrise.com. So it's all spelled out, healthy, wealthy, and rise.com. Um, I'm uh, going to be doing the opening uh, keynote on essential oils, past, present, and future. All uh, right. It's, uh, uh, I'm going to be looking at, at historically what oils have done for us, how they're affecting us in the present, and what I uh, am looking forward in the future. Great. Linda, thank you for being with us today. I appreciate you so much, and God bless you, and please let me know where where you end up. Okay, all right, thank you. <laughs> uh-huh. And to my listeners, you don't have to be sick to feel better. Goodbye. Thank you for listening today. Transformational Healing with Dr. Bonnie Morrow is broadcast live every Thursday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time, 2 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Have a healthy week.